Welcome to the What I Wish I Knew podcast put on by Education for Tomorrow Alliance in Montgomery County, Texas. My name is Corinne and I am your host for our season three of What I Wish I Knew. This podcast is all about the emerging leaders and the steps they are taking to reach the careers that they have envisioned for themselves. We are excited to invite you or welcome you back for our season three and have you join us on this journey as we speak with young leaders from Montgomery County, Texas and beyond about their careers, the steps and advice that have helped them along the way and their dreams for their future. If you're a local student and would like to learn more about EFTA and the programs that we offer, please visit our website at www.efta-us.org. If you're not local to us and you found our podcast on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, we're so glad you're here and we hope that there are some little nuggets that you can take away from each of our episodes um, about how you could better prepare for future education and future potential jobs. Um, and we're just excited to have you along this journey. Thanks for joining us. In today's episode, I sit down with Kristen Bonet, Field Operations Engineer at Oventive. Kristen is a recent graduate of Louisiana State University with a bachelor's degree in petroleum engineering. She has four summers of engineering internship experience in the oil and gas industry in the disciplines of production, reservoir, and completions engineering. She also has global business experience through a semester-long study abroad program in Milan, Italy. Kristen shares about how she went through the process of selecting petroleum engineering as her degree, how the internships that she's had over the last four years have kind of helped to gain different confidence and ultimately her current role and how it's important to apply for every opportunity out there because you never know who you, what you might like or who you will meet. Hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode. Hi, Kristen. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I am doing well. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I know we're in different time zones, so I appreciate um, you kind of working with me and scheduling, and um, I'm excited to have our listeners learn more about you. Um, so I've done kind of a quick introduction on the front end, but if you can um, give our listeners an overview of yourself. Yeah, so uh, my name's Kristen. Uh, I graduated from LSU in May of 2021, so just a couple months ago. Uh, I graduated in petroleum engineering with a minor in business administration. Um, and just a couple things that I was involved in in college. I was involved in the Society of Petroleum Engineers, our Petroleum Engineering Honor Society. Uh, I was in a sorority, um, a Chevron Leadership Academy, which is focused on, on engineering. Uh, and I studied abroad. So uh, just, just a couple things, um, if any, anyone is interested in some of those. Um, and I started as a field operations engineer uh, just a few months ago in August with Oviniv, and I am living in, uh, in Miton, Utah right now. Okay. Has it gotten like really cold there yet? It's pretty cold. Well, I think it's pretty cold coming, yeah. from, <laughs> coming from the South since I grew up in Houston, but for these guys out here, it's no big deal. I think the low, the low has been around 30. Like I, I wake up and I have to 
remote start my car so I can <laughs> warm up the ice on my windshield. Um, so that's been a been a shock. I've had to invest in some pretty heavy yeah. coats. Yeah. Well, and here we are. We're at like 43 is the low, and it's like, oh my gosh, it's freezing. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've seen that recently just from some friends back back home in Texas and Louisiana, and it dropped to 60, and everybody was freaking out. And now I'm one of those people who lives in a cold state where I think, oh, that's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you can deal with it. Yeah. So you mentioned study abroad. Where did you study abroad? Yeah. I, so I studied abroad in uh, Milan, Italy, and oh. that was uh, a year and a half ago. It was okay. 20, spring of 2020. Okay. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's one thing that we have a lot of people that talk about, like they tell students, if you have the chance to study abroad, do it just even if it's not within your major or because it's just a experience that you might not ever get again in that college life of before you get into the work world and everything <laughs> yeah i i cannot recommend it enough and yeah. i think when i was first coming into college and even late high school i kind of thought oh you know i like to travel but i would never want to study abroad because i don't want to leave my home, leave my new friends that I'm making in college. I don't want to miss out. Um, but then by the time I got to sophomore, junior year, I think also some parts of college can get kind of repetitive. Like right. you see the same people, you go to these classes and kind of have your routine on campus. And so for me, first semester, I was ready for something different. Mm -hmm. And um, like you said, after you graduate, you're just never going to have that time again right to see a new place experience new culture um and you have you know those if you do a whole semester you have those three or four months to see something completely new travel yeah um and yeah it's just it's a really incredible experience yeah well I'm, I'm glad you got that got that chance um before you entered into the work world so why why petroleum engineer like engineering was there do you is there maybe someone in your family that has done that? Or did you learn about it in high school? Like what was kind of the driving force to select that as your major? And then yeah. world. Yeah, so my dad, he is a petroleum engineer. Okay. Um, he worked for ConocoPhillips and he had always kind of planted the seed Mm -hmm. um of uh, taking us you know at the natural science museum in houston they have this uh immense oil and gas exhibit so he used to take us there uh to go see it and learn a little bit and he would sometimes explain things to us like what is fracking like how do you drill a well and um honestly when i was coming into high school i thought i never want to be a petroleum engineer i thought it was pretty boring <laughs> oil itself is not a super attractive substance. I mean, I, I come home because I, I work out in the field. So I come home and I get it all, all over my clothes and it's nasty and it smells. And yeah. that didn't exactly attract me. Um, but I, I actually started out in college in mechanical engineering. And then I quickly found that it was not something I was interested in. Um, I had a, an internship in oil and gas. And after that internship, it sold me. And I realized just how um, interesting and unique the industry is. And 
uh, just the caliber of decisions that you get to make really um, high dollar, high impact decisions. And that's what attracted me to it. And then my brother and my younger sister kind of followed suit. And yeah. uh, so we're, we're all in the oil and gas industry. And uh, it's cool for us to have that family bond. If yeah, keeping it in the family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. So you mentioned internships. Did you kind of what do you feel like you did? And maybe it was the internships, or maybe it was a certain class or things you did in study abroad that kind of helped prepare you most to enter into because you're you're in my my words, you're fresh into a career and a job. And so what steps did you take to make, help you feel prepared for when you took steps foot on the first job in August? Right. So I guess it started with um, actually the EFTA program, I think was my first summer internship. And that was a few weeks or a month long internship in uh probably mid high school. Mm-hmm. And so my advice for that is to get that internship experience as early as possible. Um, because you really never know what you actually want to do until you immerse yourself in it, in my opinion. And that's actually how I found out. I, so I used to be in high school. I really enjoyed chemistry. Uh, I was good at it. I was interested in it. And I did a chemical engineering internship through the FTA program. And that's actually how I found out that I did not want to pursue chemical engineering. Uh, And obviously that's nothing to knock EFTA, but I think you have to have that. If you don't work in it, you never know if it's actually something you want to do. And there's a huge difference between being interested in a school subject and actually applying that subject to the working world. Right. Um, and so getting, and then that internship experience just boosted me to continue applying for internships and continue getting internships. And then I did a, my first oil and gas internship the summer uh, after high school, before going into college, that was with Anadarko. It was like a pre-college internship. And for that, I actually applied for a scholarship and through receiving that scholarship that gave me the chance to interview for this internship and then ultimately get the internship, immerse myself in the industry. And that's another piece of advice, just apply to as many opportunities as you can. And especially scholarships once you get late into high school, because I think there's a lot more out there than people realize. And not only can these open up doors for you um, in attaining funds to get education, but also gain opportunities with the foundations that sponsor these scholarships. Um, So ultimately that's what got me into the industry. And then I ended up having an internship every summer after that throughout college. And so by the time I graduated, I had had four internships in the oil and gas industry. And I think that just prepared me so much for actually starting in the working world and getting to see not only, okay, what do you do as a petroleum engineer, but what kind of communication do you have? What are the types of people you work with? Yeah. Um, because that's one of the major reasons I fell in love with the oil and gas industry is just the people in this industry are incredible, just so intelligent. And it's a very tight knit community because one reason there's only so many 
university programs that offer patrol right. engineering. And as a result, it creates this very small network of people where no matter where I interned or what state I was living in, I always met someone who knew this person that <laughs> I went to school with or, and it's, it's just really cool. And it becomes really tight knit really quickly. And so at the end of the day, you want to enjoy the people you work with. And um, every summer I had really fantastic relationships with people. Um, and so, yeah, that would be my biggest piece of advice to start working early, get internships and figure out what it is you actually enjoy doing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's awesome. And that's one thing that I'm sure <clears throat> when you went through our EFTA internship program, that, that experience, well, I know the experience of figuring out that it's not what you want to do is just as important as doing it and being like, oh yes, this is what I want to do 100%. And I thank you for talking about that because I think so many kids go in to internship and they're like, I have this, I, I know that I love it. I'm supposed to love it. But then if you're like me, I did an internship that I wanted to be in healthcare and passed out in a surgery. <laughs> knew that was not the field for me. Um, and so right. it's kind of like a change in direction, but that's okay. And so um, I'm glad you brought that up. And also applying for all opportunities and all the scholarships is another huge thing that any, any listeners out there, whatever age high school you are, start. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So we're going to take a short break. Welcome back. We are speaking with Kristen Bernay, who is a field operations engineer at Oventive. And we've learned a little bit about you, some of the internships and the things that you, you took, the steps you took to help prepare you as you started your career in August. And so I know you are still like fresh in your career. And so um, my next question can be applied to in your career now, or maybe within some internships and things since you were in that, in that kind of work setting, what do you feel like, so, or maybe within the academic world, what do you feel like has been your greatest accomplishment? I think one of my greatest accomplishments was um, honestly just getting my uh, job offer. And when, after all these internships and all these, um, all this hard work in high school. And I know there's, this podcast is geared towards people in Montgomery County. And there's a lot of really awesome schools that offer some really challenging classes. And mm -hmm. you go through all these challenging classes in high school. And then this difficult program in college where you're trying to balance new friends and a social life and organizations and school. Um, and just after all that hard work, just finally having that job offer in hand and realizing, hey, this is all paid off. It's all amounted to something. And next year I'll be in the working world and getting to contribute to society. So I think, and then just being, you know, appreciative of everybody that's helped you along the way of my family and all the connections that I'd made and mentors uh, that I had had and professors. And I think that was one of my proudest moments. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great one to have. So <laughs> what about on the flip side of that, the greatest challenge so far? 
Yeah, I think for me, my greatest challenge is, uh, and kind of piece of advice is even once you do get into the working world, um, there's going to be a lot that you don't know. And you think, oh, after all this work, like I have a degree, I'm going to go in and I'll know all the answers. And you don't. And there's a lot of people that are going to be a lot smarter than you and have a lot more experience than you. And uh, especially for me, I'm in this, it's kind of a, Oven does like a training program. And for three years, uh, because in oil gas, there's a lot to see, a lot of different disciplines that you can get involved in. Mm-hmm. And so you rotate between your first year, it's uh, field operations and production engineering. And then your next year you do drilling and completions engineering, which is drilling the hole in the ground and uh, completing it. So that can be fracking and actually creating this conduit for fluid to flow. And then reservoir engineering uh, is your last year, which is um, planning and figuring out how can we optimize how much oil and gas we're, we're getting. And so in this first year in operations, which is why I'm out in the field and one of our oil fields in Utah right now, I'm doing all operations work. So I'm out in the field every day. I'm doing, working on equipment, um, troubleshooting problems. If a well's not working uh, or not producing, how can we fix it? And there's a lot I don't know about field operations and equipment and maintenance. And, but there's a lot of people out here who know a heck of a lot about all of that. And they're the ones who are, uh, out there every day, working hard till all hours of the night to actually get the job done. And so just being able to learn from these people and humble myself to know that I'm never going to know all the answers. And, um, there's, there's a lot to learn from a lot of really experienced people. So just knowing that that's okay to, to have questions and, uh, to not know the answers. Yeah, no, that's great. And so will you have to move locations every year or will you continue each kind of training where you are, or is it a different, different state? (laughs) Yeah. So next year, uh, in a year from now, I'll actually be moving back to Houston because we have one of our main offices is based in the woodlands. So for my next few rotations, then I'll move back to the woodlands and uh, that'll be my home base, but I'll potentially get to do some, some work in some of our other field locations. We have assets in North Dakota and Oklahoma and Midland. So, um, but I'll, I'll be in Houston. Okay. All right. I should know if they like moved you from location to location to experience all the different climates and atmospheres and things like right. that. <laughs> right. Which they do, which is cool to get to yeah. not be stuck in one place for 20 years and actually get to see some new states and new environments. And right now I'm living in a place where I'm surrounded by mountains, which I've never yeah. gotten to live in one of those places before. So yeah, that's awesome. So um, I think you maybe kind of answered this a little bit in the last answer, but where do you just because of the training years, but where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah. So in five years, so I'll kind of just be finishing up, uh, our rotation program. So that's after the three year mark. And then, uh, after that, I, I really enjoy, uh, there's a discipline in oil and gas called production engineering. And 
basically you get to oversee a certain number of wells and uh, you're responsible for those wells. And if there's anything wrong with them, they're not producing like they should be, you get to make these decisions on, okay, how do we revive this well? What kind of operation can we do on it? Um, how can we optimize its production? And for me, that that really interests me and it's it's really rewarding. And so I say that right now, things could change in a few years. And, <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> exactly, and that's okay. Um, but right now I kind of see myself in that role, um, mm -hmm. but who knows, maybe I'll be a drilling engineer or a completions engineer or, or something. But, um, and uh, I would really love to be working in our Utah asset. Any of them would be awesome and really great experience. The cool thing about Utah is not only is the work really unique and just some really interesting challenges up, up here with our, the type of crude petroleum crude have, but the, I, I'm a very outdoorsy person. So the hiking and the traveling and the great place to be. Camping, <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. And Utah is a beautiful state. So I never thought for oil and gas that I would get the chance to work up here, but it's been a dream, dream job, a dream location. And, and I guess my last thing, I, I think the business side of oil and gas as well is really fascinating. So I would love to, in five to 10 years, kind of start uh, taking the GRE, preparing to potentially go back to school and get an MBA. Awesome. Yeah. Great, great goals to set for yourself for that time frame. So thank you for sharing. So as we've talked, a lot of our listeners are that high school age. What is that one piece of advice you would go back and tell your 17, 18, like junior, senior self? Yeah, I think kind of what we spoke about earlier, but my main piece of advice would be, you never know until you try it. Mm -hmm. And which is the big reason for it, me encouraging people to go get internships as early as possible um, and seek out opportunities and as early as high school and just really start seeing what you enjoy doing. And then kind of a secondary, just some skill sets to have I think uh, business skills, if you can take some business classes early on, no matter what industry you're going into, having that foundation of how companies work and how your company actually makes money will help you to be better at whatever you do, whether you're an engineer or a doctor and knowing what makes your company run. And then also data analytics and coding, it's the mm -hmm. way of the future. Yeah. And coding is one of the most frustrating things, but it's, I think, one of the most important skills to have going forward. And so investing yourself in some of those classes early on, I think, yeah. is also key to be successful. Yeah, we've started to hear that more from like college recruiters and things like that or recent graduates and people in the workforce. So um, I'm glad you mentioned that because... That was not a thing whenever I went through high school and college. It was like a class you could take, but not a lot of people took it. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's insane how technology is transformed in that way, even how university curriculums have changed. Right. Because even for, for my curriculum in petroleum engineering, we were required to take a data science class. And, and then we also had an elective that I took my last year 
like a data analytics elective. And yeah, those classes didn't exist yeah. you know, 10 years ago. And so just seeing how that the class load has yeah. changed. Changed, yes. So, well, we like to end um, all of our podcasts with just a, two more questions that are a little more fun. Not that these have, this not that this has not been fun. Um, but so, if you could um, wave a magic wand and make anything within your industry um, kind of easier or less stressful or whatever it would be, what would what would you wave your wand at? Yeah, I think. So if I could wave a wand and make anything happen in my industry, and this, I guess, isn't as much of an answer on how to make the industry easier, but just something I would love to see is uh, I would love to see more women in engineering as a whole, but especially petroleum engineering. I think I graduated with three, three women in a class of 50 or 60 wow. petroleum engineers. And so and not that I mind it, like I worked with a lot of really intelligent people and I think it's really, but I think it's really good to have a diversity of opinions and women and men think very differently. And so I would love to, I think that that interest starts early on in junior high, early high school. And so I would love to see more interest in the petroleum engineering industry in females uh, starting from that younger age to get their interest peaked and help them to see just the kind of, I guess, less of what I thought of, oh, oil is gross. Like you have to be, right. the time I never want to do that and see more. I think as a female, you have a tendency to, you want to help people and have, and not that men don't, but um, females are very, I guess I would say like, Nurturing um, and yeah, nurturing like emotional in a good way, mm -hmm. and they want to help people. And I think what I've found working in the oil and gas industry is it's, I, in my opinion, one of the the industry where you can have one of the highest impacts on just our society as a whole and on people who are living in poverty. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's still. I think I saw a stat there, there's still a billion people in the world without any access to electricity. Um, and so when you look at those kind of numbers and just, and, and the correlation between having energy and having a flourishing lifestyle is so strong. And so as a petroleum engineer, I know the oil and gas that I'm getting out of the ground is creating this energy that um, is bringing people out of poverty is uh, creating a better lifestyle for millions of people yeah. around the world. And so I think just focusing on that, um, hopefully, you know, more young women can be interested in the industry and, and see how uh, rewarding it is. Yeah, no, that's great. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, and the last one, and we haven't had this one in a long time on the podcast. What is your best dad joke? Okay. So I just heard this one and it's kind of relating to the whole career topic. Okay. I thought it was a good one. I don't want to botch it up. Um, okay. What, what do you call a fish wearing a bow tie? I don't know. Sophisticated. Uh, <laughs> I That's thought it was a pretty good, good one. Corny yeah. dad joke, but 
<laughs> on the subject of careers and yes formal dress attire and yes no i think that was perfect so <laughs> all right well kristen thank you so much for joining me today um for the what i wish a new podcast i know you um gone through some montgomery county schools and um have or into the beginning of your career and so um i appreciate you kind of sharing why it is that you went into petroleum engineer and kind of your um, perspective on internships and kind of talking about the importance of really diving into those and taking all the opportunities that you can because um, we do as you know there's a ton of kids in this area that's that engineering stem is a big driving force and so um hopefully we can get this out to some some listeners to to learn from you so um i just really appreciate you taking time to join me this morning yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. I think it's really awesome what you guys are doing and for high school students and trying to widen their range of opportunities and careers that they can choose. And if anyone has, has any questions, um, you can feel free to give them my contact info and I'd love to answer any questions that they have. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, students or listeners, if you'd like to learn more about EFTA and the programs that we offer online and in person, you can visit, visit us at www.efta-us.org. 